Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to this uh, episode of the Life on the Bridal podcast. I'm your host, William Taylor. Joining me, as usual, two resident guests, Mr. Josh Bursey and Mr. Jack Holden. Hello to you. Hello there. Hello. Evening. <laughs> uh, you know, this is our second Royal Ascot podcast. We were recording today on Tuesday. We've just had the first day. Uh, how did it go for you guys? Very well. Very well. Uh, main, main bet Paddington, absolutely storm tone yeah. in St. James's Palace, so... That'll do for me. Jack, you, you, you were on Caldine. Stung there, were you? Yeah, stung there. I should have <laughs> bought the, four, I should have bought the Brad Sale, uh, High, Highland Princess forecast. I didn't. Um, I was in both of them up yesterday. Um, no, no cigar, unfortunately, but yeah. we go again tomorrow. I think we, I think we as a podcast have got a bit of credit in the bank now because I think we've had a, a relatively Strong day in terms of what we what we said on the podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. What we, what we said, I think we were we 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 mentioned quite a few uh, good things today, mm-hmm. and hopefully that can continue for the rest of the week. I've certainly got my eye on a couple running tomorrow. Well, I was going to say it can only go downhill from here. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> it's, it's nice to have a good start. It shows that we've at least achieved something. I think Josh and I are naps cave in. Jack, yours didn't, unfortunately. But you well, also, but again, you, you know, you look at the stewards' room and really, what do they get up to? I mean, I mean, I, half, I, you know, half these people got their heads in the biscuit tin, seeing what they're going to pull out, and you know, <laughs> I, I had to do a bit of a double take when I saw Holly Doyle on TV. Stewards, what? Yeah. No. Well, no, there was a case. I don't think there was a. I don't think it was a definitive one, but there was a case there. Anyway, this is a discussion for a review podcast. Yes. Anyway. Uh, right, you'll be able to find uh, tips and shouts for uh, day two, which will be as we're recording tomorrow, but uh, so for the Wednesday on our previous episode. Now we're going to be talking about Thursday, Friday and Saturday. We're going to be talking about the big races of those three days, as well as the dad's naps at handicap races. So we'll get straight into it with the Ribblesdale on Thursday. Uh, we have our seat has been supplemented for this. Is it going to win? Yeah. Yes. 100%. I, I just, I think that was, the, I think that was one of the most striking performances I've seen. And Good was not an easy track to make a big impression on, and just cleared away. Just very, very impressive. Yeah, I mean, the horse that is currently trading as second favourite, uh, Blue Stocking, was one I did have my eye on to have a good mm. season, but hasn't really happened, has it? I mean. I, I thought Blue Stocking would be one who could go, you know, into the classics and perhaps do something. But second in a listed race at Newbury, not done much. So I, I can't see much getting near to Ella Sifa. Is it a length job? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, strictly be. speaking, no. But also. Yes, <laughs> possibly. If you're that way inclined, <laughs> strict punting rules. I, you know, if I if I always followed my punting rules, I, I wouldn't ever do a length bet. But we all know that I've done many. Jack, <laughs> um, look, could be anything. Uh, I it depends what price you get on day. Currently trading your odds on, so 
maybe. We'll see. Whack it in a multiple. See what happens. Okay, right. We'll move on to the uh, Gold Cup. The big race of the day, Group 1. Um, first question, where's Constitution Hill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a very, very, very good question. Well, Especially maybe, after um, a couple of jumps it. trainers. Tail yeah. end of day one. Yeah, Nicky's horse won today. Horse with no name. And then Vauban went and won the uh, cop horse. That's so easy. That was so easy, Vauban. I'm seriously impressed with that. Shows what it shows shows what a difference the putting the whole, putting the hurdles in makes. Mm. I was always, I've always been a big fan of Oban. Anyway, and, and then you just think, what would the hill do? So yeah, yeah. the hill would have just destroyed that lot today. Anyway, though, let's talk about the horses that are actually in the race. We've got Coltrane, ten one hundred thirty favourite. Eldar Eldoral, four to one. Courage Monami, seven to one. Emily Dickinson, ooh, AOV, seven to one. Subjectivist ten to one, Broom twelve to one, and uh, your your beer at twelves as well, fourteen to one bar. What sticks out here? Well, I'm I, I find it hard to see how Broom is twelve to one for this. A, a double figure prize, I really do. I think that 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 win in the Maiden Gold Cup was strong. I think that's a really really good piece of form, and I look at the rest of the field. And you take out Stradivarius, and I just don't, I just don't see it as a deep race at all. I don't, I don't think there's any quality here. Um, you've got, you know, jumps horses coming for for a, for a run in this with Echoes in Rain. Echoes in Rain, yeah. Taking a chance. I, I, I just don't really think there's. It's a really deep race, so I, I would be happy to uh, side with Broom after a good Dubai Gold Cup win and a third in the Yorkshire equivalent. So it'll be room for me. I mean, I'm I'm in complete agreement. I was was with Brim last year for the uh, the Hardwick Stakes. Fairly convincing fashion that win was. Um, I mean, I I just don't see how Courage Mon Ami is a shorter price than Broom. I mean, Courage Mon Ami won a handicap at Goodwood. Yeah, the, the the market does make sense. At all. Like, I mean, Broom's last race, you know, back in the country, admittedly not amazing, but the form does tie in. I think, um, was it Elder Elder of in that race? I think it was. Uh, um, Over at York. Yes, I believe G- so. Yeah. G- Giovelotto won it. Yeah. Elder Elder of was Yeah, Elder Elder of in second. Um, um Quickthorn, Siskiny, get shirty. I mean, there was a length between Broom and Eldar Eldorov. Um, and Eldar Eldorov is 4 to 1 and Broom is 12 to 1. Right. Mm. Make, it, make, price, make it make sense. The price differential is just mad. I think Broom's a massive price. And what, and what's the, what, what, are we doing, what do we have for the going at Ascot at the moment? I mean, theoretically, it's good ground. Yeah, it's just good to firm at York, and I think that might have just been a touch fast for Broom. Um, and I would say made, the, the, the conditions of Maidan were perhaps more uh, represented at Ascot than they were up at York. Um, good ground, good racing ground for, the, for, for a Royal Ascot meeting. So, but again, that differential in price is uh, just 
doesn't make sense to me at all. I mean, look, you, you can have you can have five places if you want with one certain bookmaker. Take advantage. <laughs> we all know who they are. <laughs> um, question I'd like to ask is about True Sham. Now, a lot of people wrote off. Well, especially in like sh- shrewd punters, wrote off August Rodin uh, and Garvey after the Guineas. Yeah, slightly different here. We'll move on. <laughs> but at at twenty to one, and given where this horse has performed, is that is there any is there any flavour there in that price, or is it just discard, move on, forget about it? It's the past. I just. I don't know. I I, th- I don't think. I mean, Kushans have wind surgery, so you never know. Yeah. But it's a really difficult one. Like you've got to make up seven lengths on Cool Train from mm. their meeting at Ascot earlier this year. I mean, seven I have, lengths. I have to say, I think throughout last year, Kushan was one of the hype train. Horses, people jumped on that bandwagon um, quickly after that Northumberland play victory, carrying top weight. If you didn't know, once um, <laughs> in a lifetime weight carrying yeah, performance. Yeah, I know, I know. I, and it was. It's not. We're not beating around the bush. It's just an unbelievable performance. But I think that perhaps the quality of what Chuchan beat that day, and it's done it with that weight. I, I I think that's um, I think that's telling, and I think the market has has realised that. And Trujan's had a couple of runs against the 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 big boys, mm-hmm. and I've not quite lived up to it. So a place five places, I don't see why not. And I'm seeing twenty to ones being floated around. So for a place, maybe go insurance. But okay, so I'd stick with it- Brim. Okay, right, but there's quick selection for the race. Jack, you're saying Broom each way? Uh, I'll go insurance. Okay, Josh? Broom, win only. Ooh, and oh, I'm a big fan of that. I will say uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, True Shan each way. Oh, why not? Why not? I probably won't do it. Uh, right, okay, moving on to the Danny Naps race on Thursday. It's the Britannia. Britannia Stakes. I mean, oh, this is just going to be this is gonna be an impossible job, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, a three three year old naught to one hundred and five handicap. Like, spin your page, cool. put your finger yeah. on it. I mean, no surprise, Frankie's a Tory's favourite. So. Well, we, well, we've got to come up with two selections, don't we, uh, as a team? Um, and I think we spoke off off air. I think we're looking looking to with Saxon King, aren't we, Josh? Yeah, Saxon King was the one I came down on purely from a um, a speed figure perspective, shall we say. Um, for those of you that don't know, I, I'm quite a big fan of my speed figures. And um, Saxon King has, has done quite a good time. And um, he's drawn 30, which is no bad thing at Ascot. Um, what today, didn't it, Josh? Speed figures. How did it go for a <laughs> Go away. I, could, I, I, I have to. I didn't watch the race. I could not. You, you sold it to me. You did sell it to me, <laughs> and I didn't watch the race. And I thought, right, top three, nowhere. No, nowhere at all. I 
I was laughing all the way to the bank until I realised until I realised my multiple was already over. <laughs> I mean, from experience, my my speed figures have always worked best from seven to twelve furlongs. Oh, well, there you go. Here we go. Case in point. But no, uh, Saxon King's got a fairly decent speed figure. I mean, they're three-year-olds. There's not a lot to go on. Speed figure is, you know, something you can have. Drawn in 30. uh, Form ties in with Quantum Impact. Theoretically, worse off at the weight, however likely to get a better run, especially if the jockeys think the near side is the place to go, which often is at Ascot. In the money, each of his last six races... I mean, yeah. Oh, I like, yeah, I like a win last time out in this sort of race as well. Yeah. Mm. The, the other the other one I came down on was um, Royal Cape. Fairly <laughs> unexposed profile, has been gradually pro- progressing this season. Uh, ran a decent race at Haydock, um, went behind Kobe, uh, beating, mm. beating some really good horses. Um, with Dorgan, who was... Um, Really, really well fancied. In fact, this was a Dandinette race, was it not? It was It was a Dandinette race, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, God. I think it was, yeah, because we went James McHenry and we went Bedorgan, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, it was. Is that why I remember these things? Um, yeah, I, I think Royal Cape um, will run a good race. Again, same reasons. On the other side this time, but if Tom rides to his draw, should be in the money. Yeah, it's a difficult one. It is <laughs> with so many get running. Um, I mean, we've just put up two twenty to one shots, so. There you go. I, I think it's I think it speaks volumes that the second favourite for this race in a thirty runner field is fourteen to one. Yeah. So look, it, it, it's like the lottery. Just you might as well spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Close your eyes, pin the tail of the donkey, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have we'll have to make a decision on that, and we'll pop that up on our social media. Um, we'll say what we've gone for. Uh, okay, right, moving. We'll, uh, brief chat about the um, Buckingham Palace stakes. Sorry, I had a thing in there. Um, yeah, I, I I wanted to mention this one just because um, I had put up Biggles for the Royal Hunt Cup on our previous podcast, and Biggles actually comes here instead mm. over the seven furlongs. Um, Ryan Moore is still riding. You know, draw draw is fine. Um, not a central draw. Uh, drawn in three, but that side of Ryan Moore again, rise to his draw, is fine. I don't think Biggles will be without a chance, especially um, especially after that great run second at over course and distance in the Victoria Cup, wasn't it? Victoria Cup, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Josh. Carry on. Well, yeah, the, the other one I did, um, I did pinpoint at a um, a bigger price for Spanish Star, eight year old now, David Probert riding, um, has had a very good season, like a a very good season. Like Spanish Star's normally one, I I've been plotting him up for races for a while, and all of a sudden he's come in this season. He's won twice, and I'm like, what? Um, you normally get one win out of Spanish Star in a season maximum. Mm. Um. Could could be enjoying life a bit more now. Not without a chance at thirty threes. There's value so, everywhere with a with a twelve to one favourite. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. Mean, again, thought, it's, it's, thought, a, it's a it's a twenty nine runner field. I mean, what you're going to do? But they're, they're, those are just a couple couple to guide you if if you do feel like a play in a field. I know some people like them. 
I can't believe anything worse. <laughs> uh, well, you know me, I, I do like my handicaps. No, you do, you do, you do. Uh, right, <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's quickly, uh, what's our best selection of the day? Although we've only still gone through four races. Oh. Well, um, I'll have a play on Biggles. Oh. In the, uh, the Buckingham Palace handicap. I, I would go each way on that one, though. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You go first, Will. Uh, it's, it's a difficult one, but I think I'll just go Alicifa, stick it in your multiples. Oh, I'm actually going to go for a race we haven't mentioned. I'm going to go for American Rascal in the Norfolk States, coming over for Wesley Ward from the States. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that one too, but uh, there you go. Fair enough. Uh, right, so, okay, moving on to the Friday. Way, and we're going to start with the Commonwealth Cup. Uh, Little Big Bear at 13 to 8 is the fave. Sakir at 9 to 2. Lazoo at 10 to 1. Noble Style 12. Shaquille at 12. 14 to 1. Bar. Okay, is Little Big Bear going to win this race? Um, if you'd asked me after the Guinness, I would have said no. However, because that was a shocking performance and you would have wondered what it had taken out of him. However, you saw that for that uh, reappearance last time at the Curra. Uh, sorry, at, um, at Haydock. Haydock, yeah. Um, in the Nifty 50 and won by length and quarter. That was a convincing length and quarter. And I think we'll have more than enough to see off Sakir, who, um, see off Starmer, who, um, promised, I think, a lot from the first three runs, but disappointed last time out with a seventh. And you just wonder if the wind has been uh, taken out of the sails there. Lazoo, again, promised, shaped really nicely. Uh, four runs of first, two wins in the second, and then eighth last time out. But again, you have the Frankie Dettori factor. And we also have to, I think we also have to, I think we do need to have a conversation about Charlie Appleby and the form he's in at the moment. Because mm-hmm. yeah. strike rate has not been good recently. Was operating yeah. um, last week at about 16%. It's about thirty um, percent now. Yeah, brought it uh, last weekend. Brought it up to about th- I think it was thirty six, thirty eight percent. But just I don't know. I don't think he's been in particularly good form, as strong a form as he has been this year um, when it comes to really big races. So little big bear is a good thing. I can't see it being beaten. I'm gonna and that I race, that, that race, that race at Haydon Scott. Is, is better now since now because Bradsall won today. Yes, um, um, I can't really tip anything up. I tip anything else up actually. So, Josh, KBF. Yeah, Josh. I, I I don't mind it even at thirteen to eight. I'm oh, there he is. There uh, <laughs> uh, well, what what I would say is I was a big fan of Lazoo last season, and if Lazoo was to bounce back to anything like last year's form would not be without a squeak. If I was willing to find out, it would be a win-only job just because of the blowout potential. Fair enough. I am on a little big bear here. Very comfortable. Very nice. But, you know, we're, who knows Who knows what's going to happen. It is racy after all. 
Okay, we'll move on to the Coronation Cup then, shall we? And uh, another another Group 1 here at Ascot. As, uh, so we have a big battle between Tahira and Morge. Uh, Tahira, 5-4. Uh, Five to four on. Morge eleven to four. Queen for you thirteen to two. Meditate fifteen to two. Sounds of heaven twelve to one and twenty five to one bar. So is this to hear of you, Morge, or someone else gonna spoil the party? I Meditate was disappointing, wasn't she? She was disappointing um in the big race and well, two of them. Two big races. Couldn't get it done. I don't really know. I think it's a pick em. Morge could do anything. I think. And we're, t- we're taking a thousand guineas winner. Yeah. And a good, and a good win at that. A strong performance at that. Fending off, you know, Tahira. Who's, who's odds on. Yeah. So, pure, we're judging, we're, we're, the market is because of that Irish thousand guineas. So whatever you think, whatever race you think is stronger, then that's the one you need to side for. But I'll, what I'll say is, you know, Morge absolutely cleared away from Meditate. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, bolted up. So, you know, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. I was with Remarque for the thousand guineas. And I'm just going to go with Remarque again because I don't. I, I it'll be conditions will change. And I don't think we saw a true performance last time out. So, Remarque, I'm looking at 33 to 1 here. You can get, you'll be able to get three, maybe four places somewhere that we'll see. But I think 33 to 1, Remarque each way for me. Nice, Josh. I mean, at the current prices, you've got, I know, I know it's still technically an antipose market, but you've got mm. to hear, to hear a, Five to four on, and you've got Mordred three to one. I mean, if those prices are similar, yeah, I'll, I'll be having a bit on most. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, for sure. yeah, I, I couldn't back to here, even if the, 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 the differential between the two is just too big, though. It's just mm. too big. I know to here, might well have needed the, yeah. the Guineas run. Like, I know Dermot Weld doesn't normally target them at the Guineas, but oh, three. Three to one versus four to five, it's just too big a gap. And I know I know as soon as they're both declared, you know, it'll probably go down to at least two to one. But you know, if it's three to one, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um and then with the we also got well meditate. Disappointing in this as Jack you said. Uh but is it just going to be another? Is it just another Aiden O'Brien? Is it going to be another Aiden O'Brien special if the horse just turns around full quickly? Um, I I I think there's too much to turn around this time. Yeah, I think yeah. there is too much to turn around. I mean, I saw. I was fortunate enough to see Meditate at the Cara last summer. Um, beat Olivia Miralda, who has turned into quite a nice horse actually. Um, won at Epsom. But I just, I, I didn't like meditate then. I thought the stride was a bit off. Doesn't doesn't look comfortable in her running. I think it's a bit of an awkward cu- customer. Um, and I, I'm just even less convinced now. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, I um, I'm uh, agreeing with Josh's analysis here. Actually, I I, I can't can't be having to hear it. Uh, 
ones on now. And then all the others, I don't think any of the others will really get close enough. And I, I'll, I'll probably be on, on, on Mordor Match. Um, but of course, prices are probably going to shift a little bit, but that's just uh, my thinking. Right. We'll head over to the King Edward stakes. Uh, we've got Kings of Steel at seven to four fade, Castleway sevens, continuous eights, arrest at tens, circle of five for the, Her Majesty, His Majesty the King. At tens, Tower of London twelves, military order fourteens, and sixteen to one bar. Interesting one here. I mean, I, I think there's quite a big outlier in terms of price. I think Dubai Mile at thirty three is if it goes here. Ridiculous price. Utterly ridiculous. Thirty three to one. He was fairly well fancy for the derby. Is that is it is is it is it that price because they built in for that that it might not. I I, I haven't heard that. anything. I I don't know if they're going, and the price has been slipping out slowly, so it could suggest they're not coming. But it, you know, if Dubai Mile goes thirty-three to one's a massive price, and it's all 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 I say. Would you say that? Would you say that's an each way play then? Would you go no. each way for that? No, no, I wouldn't. Especially, especially if I was backing it now. Um, wow. Yeah, just just because. Well, 11th in the Derby doesn't exactly read well. But um, 11 lengths to make up on King of Steel. 11 lengths. I, I think I think it's the kind of bet where it's either going to find something that's going to enjoy Ascot a bit more and is going to win or is going to be out the back. I, I don't think there's any in between. And if there is, then... Don't know well. I mean, you've also got to think about Adelaide River as well. <laughs> I love that. 33 to 1. We're knowing Lee. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's the thing. Some horses, they have this blowout potential that, you know, if you're playing them to win and place, how true. likely yeah. are they to actually place? They're either going to win or they're going to be nowhere. So you might as well play and win only. Yeah, but then there is always the thinking that if you're not good, if you're not if you're not going to win, then don't lose. Think what you like. <laughs> I, I love that even more. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got my punching care. principles. I'm going to stick to them. Um, I hate to I, I have no strong opinion in the race at all, I'm afraid. Um, I'm looking middle of the pack here. I'm looking at the Circle of Fire, Tower of London. Um... Canberra legend. Mm. I just, I just, unfortunately, I just, I think there are a lot of races this this year at Ascot which are just lacking a little star star quality. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I mean, there, there, there are good horses. Yeah, there are lacking that little bit of magic dust, you know. But I mean, there's no, I mean, in 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 recent years, you know, we've had Baid. You know, so on and so forth. And you know, we've had Frankels, we've had um, See the Stars, Crystal Ocean, and I just don't see Bullet Train, and I just don't see, um, I just don't see stuff like that mm. this year. Um, Well, fair enough then. <laughs> uh, I was really keen on the rest for the derby. I got heavily involved. Um, uh, and at the end, they said that they lost, they, that they lost um, 
was it the right hind shoe came off. So obviously that would have been a big hindrance. It'll be interesting to see how it goes here. I'm a, I've cooled off considerably, but I don't know. I could be tempted again, well, again, ten to one. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Arrest is the one I, I I almost want to back, but something's telling me not to. But uh, it'll be. Uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to play something here. Yeah, Adelaide River. Okay. You, you, you cut me off as I was saying Adelaide Red is one to consider as well. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, just did say that, yeah. It's jumping on that there. <laughs> win um, only, Jack? Win only? Oh, absolutely not, no. <laughs> Small stakes. Massive safety blanket. Will it, can it, will it stay? I mean... Oh. We'll like, take that chance. <laughs> like, like Josh says, you know, it's only money. <laughs> or, or, always gamble responsibly. Of course, yes. Uh, righto. So, uh, was there any other anything else we wanted to pick up from the Friday? Or okay, right, fair enough. Okay, right. What's our selection for the day? Forge three to one. Door. Wow. Okay. Very good. After yeah. you will. Uh, oh, oh, oh God, I'm turning into a fade backer. Uh, little Big Bear is going to win. I was going to say Little Big Bear. Um, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter what price you back them at as long as they win. I'm going to go for... 100%. I'm going to go for the Little Big Bear... More double. <laughs> King of Steel double. Oh! oh. Very nice. Very nice. I just, I just think it's such a dull race, and Kingsley has the best bit of form in the books. So I'm just going with that, really. Well, there you go. Very good. Okay, right. We'll head on to the final day of the meeting Saturday. Thank God for that. <laughs> and the first race we're going to be talking about is the Queen Elizabeth Jubilee Stakes. Queen Elizabeth the second, that is, of course, just for clarity, uh, where we have. Um, where we have Artorius at 130 favourite, Wellington six to one, Kinross eight to one, um, we have Highfield Princess in the markets at eight eight to one, uh, Sacred nine to one, Asahel twelves, uh, Rohan twelves, I said that was <laughs> and fourteen to one bar. Uh, what sticks out here? We'll start with you, Josh. If Highfield Princess goes, I'm not saying she will go, but. I would happily stake my money on Highfield Princess. Oh. In fact, I might play, just to have, I'll, I'll do a little bit of reading, see if um, John Quinn said anything, but I might just have a have a token bet at 8 to 1 currently, and if she doesn't go, she doesn't go. There you go. Um, I'm a bit confused with the top of the market here. You've got two horses coming over from Australia. Yeah. Artorias came fourth in his last run. Wellington came third. Mm-hmm. They're the top two in the market currently. And I just, coming all the way over, having not won the last race, not showing anything particularly special, I just, I, I don't understand it really. I see no reason why Highfield Princess can't rock up again and turn foot over. I really don't. Um, I mean, Jack, you know how competitive Hong Kong racing is. Like, thirds, 
third in the grade one and in Charlton. There's no no main feet from uh, Wellington. I I I I it's competitive, yes. Is it quality? That's the that's my only question. So and I like horses have been here, done that, been to the track. Um you look at Kim Roth straight away, course and distance winner. Highfield Princess has won at the course and has won at the distance. Um, I'm back British. Gonna say it. I've had enough of them turning us over this week. <laughs> send, you know, send them packing. <laughs> <laughs> Empty handed. Um, they beat us at cricket, they're not going to beat us at horse racing. Um, so you like, there's Highfield Princess. Uh, any any big prices down the market that we could be looking at here? Um, no, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I, right. think he, I think it's just we we best just move on from this segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about the Hardwick Stakes at uh, the four twenty. Uh, we've got Rukum at seven to four bay. <laughs> <laughs> Free wind. Threes, Deauville Legend, 13-2, Pile Driver, Sevens, Changing the Guard, Nines, uh, Broom again, 14s, and 16s on Bar. First thing I'm going to say, Bolshoi Ballet ran quite well today. It's at 25-1. to 1. There you go. Um, do, you want, do you want me to start us off? Go on. I'm looking at Changing the Guard here. Ooh. I was really, really keen for the Derby last year. There was a lot of money um, over the over the 24 hours preceding the race, and fifth in that derby, I don't think is a a, a poor performance at all. I think there are a couple of really good horses who 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 beat him. Yeah. Name well, namely the winner, um, yeah. Desert Crown. Huyumal Westover Westover. I I I, I will st- stay with that train for a very long time. He will pick up a big prize soon enough. Um, and Massacre. Good horses. Don't think um, that takes much away. We've gone in since third on his reappearance this year. Nine to one. That course and distance winner as well. So that's enough for me to uh, to get involved on uh, changing the guard. J B A O B. Josh, uh, I, I don't mind free wind here. Um, I'm, I know it's only three to one. I know you're not probably going to be getting the price because of Frankie, but you've just got to look at the form. Yeah. I mean, since since the start of the the 2021 calendar year, run seven times, won six times, gone down by three quarters of a length the other time. Uh, yes, only ran once last year, but this was a race in which three wins got very very badly hampered and then had to switch tracks it was up the rail at Haydock if you remember it there was quite a big argument after it had to switch out and still won very convincingly by two and a quarter lengths against Cedar Rosa um warmed up for it this year with a, a nice performance another win in the book um at York in a grade two beating Rogue Millennium three to one I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not too... don't mind it at all. I'm interested in uh, Pile Driver. Now, it's been a long time since it last ran. 
Um, but I think it, I think it, it, it's, you know, obviously one last time, Asuka in the, uh. Yeah, beats okay to Tasso, decent yeah. horse. Yeah, in the, you know, uh, I, I just, I just think it's, you know, beat Broome as well, beat Westover, and we up John. That, that, that was a strange race, that. It was, it yeah, was, I, I, I it would. Was, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I just think, I think it'd just be interesting to see on, on, on this return. I, I think, if, if you can get a decent price, maybe worth an each way pump. Oh, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Are you going to get a decent price though? The public love that horse. I don't think it will. Oh, well, I say decent uh, price. I mean, anything over well, fun. If, if the improvement, you know, is there after what we've seen Emily Updrong go and do, Westover, you know, has been consistent in defeats in big yep. races. Broom yep. has won a big prize. Mishriff, good horse. We all know what good horse Mishriff is. Torcaso Tasso, I think. Well, Terry's all over that. Um, <laughs> um, um, Off to Baden, Baden. Yeah. Um, look, we'll, we'll see. I like Pile Driver as a horse. One of those horses that I just never seem to get involved with at the right time. But um, got a chance. Got an entry. Got a chance. One hundred percent. That's that's all I'm saying. All just getting ripped to pieces. Yeah, you're getting a bit defensive though. Well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I, not backing Bolshoi Ballet again. Well, no, I, I said that at the start. I said at the start, I think Bolshoi Ballet ran a very good race today. Put your money I, where your mouth is. I, and I said, look, it's, it'll, be a, it'll be a good each row bet. And what did you get? If you would have backed it each row, you'd have got, got a nice return. So, there you go. Yeah. Where's, the money, where's, where's the money going? Where's the money going? <laughs> so, we're going to finish up uh, Royal Oscar. Preview, or part, re, preview part two, by talking about the Wokingham Stakes. Oh, goodness yeah. me. <laughs> another Where to start? Another absolute horror show. <laughs> An eight to one favourite, Orazio, Kanjar at 12, Jumbi 14, Chips. Oh, I've just seen Summergans running. I mean. I mean, I, I, I think you know where to start here, and where to start is with me. Because Jack, well, you, don't, you don't seem to make head nor tail of these races, and uh, I'm the only one who seems to be going in with his level head and actually trying to do a little bit of analysis. You know, I'm 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 gonna punt. I'm gonna have a punt on Chipstead because I'm part of the Chipstead massive. And oh God's sake! <laughs> okay, we rule, well, we rule seven eight. Well, I, I'm gonna make a case for one. Uh, ran in this race last year, but goes by the name of Apollo One. Um, yeah. okay. has had a fairly good season this season uh, did do a little bit of running in the all weather towards the latter end of last year came back um, was third at Newmarket to Probe and has got one better second at Epsom to Badry running good races on both occasions um, has escaped any kind of penalty for that running off 97, 8 stone 13 a good racing weight if Apollo 1 goes here, my money will be on him. Well, brought at, at 20 to 1. Maybe 20 to 1 at the moment. I mean, probably won't be that um, come declaration, but mm. anything kind of 14s and upwards, I'd be getting involved for an each way play. Just there are 66 horses here. <laughs> but this, yes, but there, there, there are 20, 28 maximum. Yeah, I, I, I know, but it's just. Even 28. <laughs> what happened to the real Apollo one? Did it crash and burn? 
Oh, through what? what I'm talking about the shuttle, the space shuttle. Uh, was there an Apollo one? Well, they got the 13, so there must have been the one at some point. Was there, but, yeah, but that was just a <laughs> <laughs> film. That was just... Let's have a look now. <laughs> we're just, we're just getting off, off, off track a bit at the moment, listeners, but it's important, this. Okay. Uh, 1967, and, uh, and uh, the mission never flew. Cabin fire during launch rehearsal test. Killed wow. all three crew members. That could sum up the performance you see from Apollo 1 or something. <laughs> Stuck in the gate. Oh, oh dear. I, that, can you imagine if that happened? That would just be bizarre. Uh, yeah, this is difficult. Um, I'm trying to think. We've got, uh, Kings Lynn for the, uh, Bradbury Balding and the, His Majesty Harry Davis with a three pound claim wrong. Okay. Never been. Um, but I, oh, I, I, I think Mr. Wagyu here with an entry. We've, we've also got to remember this is a dandy nuts race. Yes. Oh, well. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on Probe? Don't mind Probe at all. Yeah, I, yeah I quite like Probe. Ryan Moore books. Oh, yes. I've just seen, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, are we, um. ties in with Apollo 1. Are we passing over Jumbi a bit too quickly? Off a big way. Mm. I think the real question is are we passing over Fresh too quickly? Who? Especially after last year in my. Um... Yeah, I'm just having a look at the form figures here, Josh. 10050. I. Yeah, I, I struggle with that, I'm afraid. The, the last one, uh, okay, was it Ascot, but it was Soft Brown. Uh, the, the, the the zero good to soft, good to soft. Yeah, but then ask it, and then oh dear, the meeting last year ninth on good to firm. Uh, that no, that 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 was an outlier though. Because yeah, yeah, and I'm just looking. Fresh was drawn over the other sides, and they all decided to come stand side for some stupid reason. If Fresh had been ridden to his draw that day, he might have got the job done. Yeah, no, oh, that's, that's that's fair enough. You know, that's fair enough. And then one ask it in. Uh, the, in July. No. I, think, I think we just need to be really sensible about this. We know we're not going to say anything, but Samaganda's going to win. We It happens all the time with this horse. All the time. I mean, it, it doesn't happen all the time, because I bat Samaganda most of the time it runs. Gosh, Josh, I think you're going to 14th. What was it? Oh, 105. What's it off now? One of three, two pounds to make the difference. If any horse is capable of doing something, then it's something going in this field as well. Seems to come along with. Oh, um. The problem I have with Summergand in a race like this is hold up racing style in a 28 runner field are two things that are made to not ever go together. It's a difficult one because Summergand is an exceptionally good horse. But I feel like if Summergand went from even kind of being handy, not necessarily front running, Summergand would have won more races. I'm not saying that would suit the horse, but I'm saying if Summergand could do what he does, racing more handily, might be a different picture. 
suppose we'll just have to find out. Uh, righto then. Okay. Um, pick for the day then on the Saturday. What's your bet of the day? Apollo one. Oh my goodness Ooh. me! <laughs> Is that on the nose as well, Josh? <laughs> Each way, I'm afraid. That's a shame. Um, I feel like it, it calms down a lot on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to go free win, Josh, to be fair. No. I mean, Vauban's got another entry on the Saturday in the Queen Alexandra. Surely not. Interesting. Conditioning race. Uh, If she runs, I'm going to go Highfield Princess in the Queen Elizabeth II. There we go. Yes, sorry. Um, uh, My uh, my bet will be... uh, uh, Pile driver in the Hardwick win only. Mm. There you go. Right. That's it. That will. That's it. That's our. Pre, that's our preview done for Royal Ascot. Gents, thanks very much uh, for joining us. Um, there we go. It's another 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 year done. Another festival meeting done. Thank God. Another week close to the jumps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Hey. Well, gents, thanks very much, and um, listeners. Thank you, and see you soon. Ta-ra.